Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to the Christmas edition of Sound Prince. Santa Claus, Jingle Bells, Christmas Carols, Presents, Good Food, Family and Friends. Tis the season. And in just a week, we'll ring out 2016 and bring in a new year. This is our special holiday edition of Soundprints. Kim Charlson, ACB president from Watertown, Massachusetts, joins us on page two to tell about ACB's accomplishments, our hopes for 2017, and to wish everyone a very happy holiday. Then, on page three, each of KCB's seven chapters bring you holiday greetings. Find out what's been going on around Kentucky with our Northern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, Owensboro, and Louisville chapters, and how our special interest chapters, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana, Tri-State Library Users, and KCB Next Generation reach out and help people all around the state. In the interest of time, there isn't a calendar this week, so the chapters include information on their meeting schedules and contact details so you can get more information about their upcoming events. There won't be a new Sound Prince next week, so be sure to join us again on January 8 as we begin our 2017 series of programs. As always, We'll bring you news throughout the year on a wide variety of subjects of interest to people who are blind and visually impaired, including new technology and important issues on national, state, and local scenes. You'll meet new people playing important roles in the world of low vision and hear from familiar voices as well. And now, sit back, listen to Kim Charlson, and representatives from KCB and its chapters, and have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Page 2. I'm talking with Kim Charlson, President of the American Council of the Blind. Kim is in Watertown, Massachusetts, and we're recording this uh, on the Saturday before Christmas. And Kim, you're expecting a snowstorm, I think, aren't you? Well, that's right. It's been pretty cold and snowy weather here right before the Christmas holidays. So Mm -hmm. all over the country, it's just been absolutely frigid. And I woke up yesterday morning, and it was 2 degrees outside. So that is cold. We (laughs) are far from that. Much warmer. uh, That's right. (laughs) So, you know, you you definitely know it's wintertime. Absolutely. Well, maybe you'll have a white Christmas. And, um, I, you know, it's fine if we have a little spattering of snowflakes and a, a little tad, but we don't want that, a lot of that white stuff for Christmas. Yeah. So, well, we are glad you are with us. We're nearing the end of 2016, looking at 2017, showing up in a couple of weeks. And this is airing uh, probably on Christmas Day and during that week. So let's take a look back. At 2016, and and maybe a little bit of what's ahead. And I'll just let you take it wherever you'd like to go. Well, looking back on on 2016, I think it's you know there's been a lot of 
a lot of progress with ACB. Um, there's been a lot of changes in our country over the course of the year. Um, you know, we're going to be expecting a new president in January for the inauguration. And so there's just lots of change and lots of growth. But um, if I had to pick some of my highlights for, um, for ACB, it would be um, our convention in Minneapolis, I thought was a terrific convention. It um, they're all great. Oh, yes. I, just, I, I like Minneapolis, and I thought our convention was um, particularly good and relevant and applicable to life for people who are blind and visually impaired. And, and that's always good. I mean, we're working on our 2017 conference now. It's going to be in uh, Reno, Nevada. And uh, so we're working hard on the program to make it um, just as exciting with new and contemporary information. So I've got a mm -hmm. good committee of folks putting putting things together to make that convention a real success. So um, moving forward, I would have to say um, a couple highlights for me. Um, one was um, going to the um, Inclusive Technology Summit at the White House with Eric and Tony in early November. It mm -hmm. was um, a great opportunity. Just just kind of being at the White House is special. And um, it was kind of funny because, um, as you can imagine, visiting the White House, there's tremendous security. There's, like, multiple checkpoints you go through. Oh, yes. You show ID. And so I was with some folks, and... Most of them got kind of pulled over to the side, and they went through the checkpoints, and they, they said to me, um, we want you to come this way because we have a lot of dogs checking people as they go through for explosives, and I think oh. our dogs aren't as well-behaved as your dogs, so <laughs> we'd rather not have a big hoop-de-doo with our dogs, and we're going to take you over here and put you through an expedited security line. Oh, so. my goodness. So um, I thought that was a compliment to certainly Dolly, my saying hi, dog. <laughs> but um, so we only went through like two checkpoints as opposed to the four that everybody else went through to get mm -hmm. into the White House. So, mm -hmm. and we had a personal escort right to the to the room because we were, I guess, special VIP dog people. So that was kind of interesting. And the the conference that we were at was was in the White House and. Um, in the uh, executive wing mm -hmm. of the White House and mm. spent the day talking about um, inclusive technology and some of the progress that's been made. And, in fact, Eric Bridges was a panelist on one of the panels about the um, collaboration between industry and advocates. And so he was on a panel with Jeannie Leigh-Fleury, the um, chief accessibility officer for Microsoft, and Karen Pell-Strauss from the um, Federal Communication Commission. Mm. And I just thought that was a great panel because ACB has done a tremendous amount of work with Microsoft, and I think Eric spoke in more detail about that last week on SoundPrints, mm -hmm. um, about the work that ACB has done. And um, we have absolutely had a very productive working relationship with the FCC on audio description initiatives and, and many different things. So that's been really good. So that panel was, was a particular highlight for me as well. One of the surprises that was a highlight for me ended up being the release of 
regulations relating to audio description in movie theaters. Mm -hmm. So five years ago, in 2011, the Department of Justice published a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, an NPRM, and they asked lots of questions about um, audio description and movie theaters and, you know, do blind people watch movies and, you know, how how many go to the movies and just, uh, there must have been, you know, 50, 60 questions I can imagine that that they asked all about this during this, this fact-finding, which is an NPRM process. And we had a team that got together for a weekend, and we just focused on writing responses, collectively writing responses over that weekend to get our get our work done. And uh, we submitted a pretty lengthy document and, you know, waited and waited and waited. <laughs> so, And waited some after- more. <laughs> so we we waited five years, and we were still waiting. We thought, you know, the election took place in November, and the um, the Republican congressional delegation, you know, kind of sent out a letter saying, don't release any more regulations until after the inauguration, mm-hmm. which is sort of standard operating procedure for the D.C. area because um, the Obama um, the Democrats, when in 2008, did the same thing. They said, "Don't release any more regulations until after the inauguration." So we kind of had forgotten about these, more or less, because it had been five years. And all of a sudden, on or um, in mid-November, the um, Loretta Lynch, the Attorney General, released these audio description regulations and indicated that in um, following. 45 days following their publication in the Federal Register, they would become regulations for, you know, the the type of equipment required in movie theaters, the maintenance of the equipment, the the service delivery, all that kind of stuff around audio description for digital cinema in in, in movie theaters. And if if a cinema does not have, you know, they're a digital cinema, but they don't have audio description equipment, they will have 18 months to comply with the regulations. Mm-hmm. So they were published in the Federal Register, and they will become the regulation or the law of the land on the 17th of January. Okay. So now, Kim, right, three that, days before the inauguration. Yes. Uh, do I remember correctly that that, that covers most cinemas, but um, let's say if it's a very small a cinema or one that's unaffiliated with a chain or something like that, um, isn't there something where it doesn't cover, you know, the very, like let's say the, the 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 cinemas that are kind of at the tip? Right. Well, uh, and part of the the crux of that is there are still are analog-based cinemas out there, and those are pretty tiny ones. They're mm-hmm. still running on the old the older technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not apply to those unless. Right those cinemas convert to digital technology. Right, and then it would cover them. And if they convert to digital technology, which they probably will have to do, yes. because the industry really is going away from analog. So, um, I would think that eventually build, they'd, they'd yeah. be unable to even get movies. Correct, exactly. Yeah. They, they're going to have a hard time getting the old analog movies right. coming in. So, 
so they will have to make the transition or you know close their cinemas so so it's not our regulation that's forcing them to to make that choice it's really just right. the overall digital technology right and that's the way the um, motion picture industry is going so mm-hmm. so if they do convert to digital then they'll be required to have the equipment now they might not need to have you know the required you know eight headsets per auditorium if it's if it's just one and they're in a small community and so there's there's a lot of regulations there's pages and pages of regulations oh i'm sure (laughs) does the government do anything without pages and pages of right that's right so (laughs) but it's um it's a huge victory for Mm -hmm. audio description and uh so that i i was absolutely surprised i was floored when it was released because I really thought it was kind of on the shelf and was going to stay there for a lot longer. Right. So, so that right. was a big surprise and, and, and pleasantly so. And I the other um, thing that, well, by the time listeners hear this, it will have happened, and that is the, um, the, the deadline that was written into the 21st Century Communication and Video Accessibility Act relating to the accessibility of hardware. And, and remotes and access to program guides and information on your television through your cable provider. So a lot of us who have Comcast for the last couple of years have been very happy because there's voice guidance and we can access the menus on our television system and mm-hmm. find out what's on television and scan the channels just like anybody else can do. And that's been fantastic, but most of the other cable providers did did not have any of this kind of accessibility in place. And the deadline for having that accessibility was December 20th. So now that component of the CVAA has gone into effect, which means other cable providers have to have some kind of accessibility available for customers who ask for it. And the who asks for it seems to be a pretty pivotal part of the law. Uh-huh. You need to call and you need to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, what what AC They're not going to call you up and ask you. That's right. They're not right. going to call and tell you they have something for accessibility. Right. You have to call their if if your cable provider has an office for customers with disabilities, call them first because your your average run of the mill customer service representative isn't going to know anything. Okay. about audio description and accessibility of on-screen menus. True. But the accessibility specialists will know something or should know something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're you know, going to be releasing more information about who the point people are for the different um, cable providers mm-hmm. um, following that you know, December 20th deadline. So people will have a little bit of guidance and resources to follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and ACB will also be collecting information if you try to find out what your accessibility feature is for for your cable provider, and they tell you nothing. Um, ACB will want to know about that because um, there's a complaint process as part of the regulation. Um, if the cable provider isn't complying, then um, and we can't find, you know, anybody in their network who is doing anything, then there's a valid complaint to be filed. And um, ACB wants to support our members 
and help get those complaints filed as well. So <laughs> I think it's it's both. There'll be a lot of people who can learn about what their cable provider has been doing, but not necessarily telling anyone. And there'll be opportunities for people to take the next step and file a complaint and work with the CVA law that we have to to push providers mm -hmm. into developing a plan and a, and a strategy for accessibility. So mm -hmm. it's in the law. We're going to use it, and we're going to make sure that people know how to get the accessibility for their cable and television access, which is which is huge. We've been we've been pretending or ignoring our televisions or memorizing the schedules for the three channels that we think we like and <laughs> don't have any idea what else is out there. You know, there's 200 plus channels out there on most cable providers. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to say, just like everybody else, boy, there's 200 channels and nothing to watch. But we'll know <laughs> there's nothing to watch because we were able to search the guide and find out. Right, so right. It's, uh, it's, it's important. It's groundbreaking. It's part of our society and our culture and our access to everything. And you want to be able to, to share those things with your friends and colleagues and family and if you don't know when things are on TV, you're going to miss them. And you only well, hear about it secondhand. It's also just part of the conversation sometimes. If you go to work and, and or you're, you know, at church or you're at a community activity or whatever, and other people, you know, the sighted people that we talk about, we want to we wanna be assimilated into the sighted world and participate. And if, if they have are having conversations about things that you've never heard of um, or that you've only heard of in passing. Not that you have to sit and watch every show all the time. You don't. But if you at least know what's there, then you you are more part of the conversation if you choose to be. You have a choice, in other That's words. That's right. And I know in my office, the, the show that... that several blind staff who work for the library and the sighted staff they love to talk about is Master Chef Junior. Oh. And that happens to be audio described, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they can come together the next day and they talk about the little kids who can make soufflés and oh. things like that. And I'm just thunderstruck by those kids who are nine years old and can produce, you know, Chateaubriand and soufflé and, oh, without dear. blinking an eye. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yep. I couldn't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's pretty. And, and my staff love to talk about each of the little kids and which one's their favorite and everything like that. So it's a lot of fun. So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a new, a new time in our access to television. And it's going to be very good. I'm really excited about that. Kim, um, you have Comcast. And you all, um, I would imagine, also have... Uh, some other thing. I don't know if you've got Apple TV or if you've got one of the other things that works similarly. But um, if 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 you have some uh, one of those uh, things, like uh, I think Alexa, can't you hook Echo into have it do some TV things? Um, if I, you have a subscription, I think so. I haven't mm -hmm. done it yet. I do have Alexa. Mm -hmm. I love her. She's right here in this room with me, so I better be careful what I say, or she's going to turn on and ask me a question. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. it's dangerous too. I've been, I've been checking Alexa's deals. You know, all all this month of December. Oh dear. 
she makes it really easy to shop <laughs> spend <laughs> money because she she gives you special deals and mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's uh, you can all you have to do is say yes if you want it and she says that your order has been placed. Got I gotta it's have like, it. Oh I gosh, just gotta do it. So uh, one of well, Brian's major Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm came through an Alexa, you know, would you like to order this? And I had to say yes. So, <laughs> so I can I can let the cat out of the bag now. Oh, that, my uh, goodness. That what I got him was um, a Philips air fryer. It seems to be the device that everybody's talking oh, about for, for yes. cooking. We had one in the auction. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what brand. Uh, I don't remember what brand it was. Uh, oh, ours a, is Cook's Essential that we had in the auction. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Debbie and Hazelton just, contributed he that. He started bidding it was, on it in the auction, and I was like, well, gosh, that's too much, honey. You don't want to spend that much on that. Because <laughs> there was one in the closet right here waiting. Well, know? yes, but you know what? Um, you know, that's also supporting ACB. So <laughs> well, that of was, course it is. And but. I thought about that because, of course, I'd gone and we'd so, pulled the uh, description down. But. But you know, I, I'm going to have to have one of those because yeah. uh, those are well. They're supposed those to be so super neat. healthy, mm-hmm. easy to use, and you only use like a little spot, like a tablespoon of oil. Wow! To to make fried chicken. Oh, it's just like oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. Yes, that. And people say it tastes really, really good, crispy, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, you get that effect of fried food with the crispy crust, but mm-hmm. but not all the not fat, bad oils and grease on your food. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. like, you know, one of the things I, I yeah. got for Brian for the holidays. Well, I was just wondering because, you know, one of the things that they talk about, and uh, I saw an actual Apple TV for the first time, actually mm-hmm. to put get my hands onto it, um, at the Kentucky Council of the Blind Convention. And, uh, you know, and I, I was thinking to myself, well, this is, you know, a pretty good, um, at least this is a partial a fairly good partial solution to um, the issue of if we don't happen to have either have cable yeah. or have um, a cable provider that has the um, has the accessibility yeah. built right in. So there's so but many I, choices now with the, yeah with yeah. the Apple TV, the Google TV, the mm-hmm. the Fire, um, yes. Amazon Fire, Fire Stick. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and these things are amazing. You know, mm-hmm. when we say a TV, they don't even, they don't look like a TV. They're no, a they don't. Box. Right, and, but They're they just plug in. It plugs in. And a TV and doesn't look like a TV did 20 years ago either. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can carry so a, a big old TV right under an arm, you know. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's not a TV in the standard sense of the word, but it's a little right. box that provides you with all this mm-hmm. access right. through, through a TV screen so you can yeah. have the picture. Tell me... Um, in, in in looking ahead to um, to twenty seventeen, you know, what are what are some of the other things that you foresee um, ACB doing? <clears throat> and we've we've kind of had a number of things um, <clears throat> in the past year, and some of those things have been internal, and some have been external. Um, you know, I I. I I, I love the mini mall, and we've started this like a little partnership with our affiliates to try to help them do some fundraising. But there's been lots of there, there's been many things that um, that we you know either have been able to do or that we're hoping to be able to do. Um, and as we've come a long way in the last four or five years in in 
funding ACB, um, you know, we've been able to, to really build a lot of things. And you look back four or five years, and, and ACB is, is, is quite different now than it was then. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're so much stronger financially than mm-hmm. we were four or five years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, we went through a pretty tough time, and the, the, the pockets were pretty, pretty empty for a while. Yes, was, they were. It was challenging. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it, in one respect, it, obviously it makes it so much easier to look at an agenda of advocacy and policy and, and work with our members and our affiliates when we have the resources to make those things a reality. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm incredibly pleased to see the direction that, that we've moved in the last three years with our, with our fiscal stability and our growth in that area. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's taken a real strategic plan to work that through. It took, it took some hard years to get through to come to a place where now we're starting to see some really beneficial results of of some of the struggle and and you know that's the way it needs to be but we really had to plan for that and we had to take the long view rather than the short view to get to where we are now which which I think is you know a place where we're strong we're doing much better and we have plans for being able to to support our affiliates work with our affiliates partner more on on um, issues and activities, and Mini Mall is a good example of some partnerships and fundraising opportunities for affiliates as well as ACB. Those are all kind of on the horizon, and of course, you know, it's it's going to be a different kind of strategy for ACB in the in the governmental affairs and policy area because. Things are very, very going to be very, very different in Washington D.C. with our federal government, and so mm-hmm. we've got to to step back a little bit. We've got to kind of take stock of kind of what that direction is going to be. There's many, many people out there doing the same kind of regrouping and figuring out how to how to advance their um, legislative agenda and their policy agenda in in a new environment with new players and part of that is going to be just building relationships with those new players there's going to be new leadership on capitol hill new committee chairs new staff everything's going to be new and Mm -hmm. we can't just walk in and act like it was the way it was a year ago Mm -hmm. because it isn't anymore so we've got to we've got to do a lot of regrouping and rebuilding and developing relationships and getting to know staff people on key committees and things like that. That's going to take a little time, Mm -hmm. and we're going to have to look at issues that we really feel um, are going to be more compelling and of more interest to people in Congress to support our issues. And and then monitor what, what we already have, because there are, you know, there's some of the things that we love and really support there there could potentially be budget threats to those line items mm-hmm. um, there's a pretty significant cut in the budget line item overall for um, both uh, the talking books bookshare um, those kind of services um, audio description grants for for um, education programming so you know something like that we we support our our book for the 
for the blind program and Bookshare and and the access that we have to so many books through those programs. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling those are going to be some of our our key issues that we're really going to want to to advocate for and tell our story about. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we might have to we might have to think about maybe having a different. Um, you know, there's there's a way to say things, and there's a way to say things. Mm-hmm. And so the way we say things might need to undergo a few changes um, in how we present things. Or, or I guess what I'm saying is the 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 way we talk about the benefits of of what we do. Um, um, yeah. That brings to mind the the times several times uh, what. 25 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, that we were talking about the keeping or losing uh, the free mailer, free mailing privilege for the blind, uh, which would, at that time, was would have been even more, um, it would have been just catastrophic for the talking book program. Today, with digital downloads and so on, I don't think it would have, as, I'm not saying it needs to go away, but it needs to stretch the imagination, but I'm saying if it, if we were to wake up tomorrow morning and it it wasn't there, it, it would have an impact, but it wouldn't be as absolutely across the board devastating as it was then. It would still be a huge right. impact, right. but, you know, with, with the fact that there's the internet today, it, it would the, well, at least every exactly. single person would would have been an alternative to that's right. getting things in the mail via yes. matter but but we but we still would be devastating right. today because even our my Perkins library we circulate about 600,000 items a year yes that need free we, mailing we download yes. from the folks using download about about 80,000 a year wow yeah so, so that's still the the difference is there's a lot of people who in, don't have well, and the other place, and the other place that that would be very, very um, problematic, um, and would would have a huge impact, would be in the area of sending out the um, the educational materials to right. kids in right. in public schools books and books equipment. Books and yeah, all that kind of stuff. You can't so, ship a braille writer or a CCTV over the internet. The internet. Right. So, <laughs> right. So, exactly. you know, the the hardware and the equipment used to to you know operate a right. specialized format like a braille writer that's or a right. book player. So yeah. even though all of all there there have been some changes in in the distribution and the way things are distributed, there still remain many many areas where that's a very very important program so uh, you know instead of just saying we might instead of just saying oh uh, well um you know please let, let's just do this um you know we may have to 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 couch this and all right here's what would happen here's here's the huge reaching effect of this and one thing that we were able to effectively say back then was and this is such a minuscule part of you know this the you know don't just use this for an example because it was at that time i think less than a less than a million dollars and it was just a tiny little speck and i'm sure now it's you know with inflation and with the change in the value of the dollars it's probably much much more but but it still it remains a tiny little speck of of the total oh, yeah, compared to 
some of the, the huge line items Absolutely. That, that Congress will certainly be looking at with much more of a, right. a magnifying glass than they might have done in the past. Yes. So it's, yeah. um, it's definitely new times and new strategies for delivering our message and working with people. And I think it's a time that that you know ACB National and our staff and the leadership of ACB are going to need our members to mm-hmm. be right there with us because yes. it's, it's going to be at times it's going to be a mm-hmm. tough fight and mm-hmm. we're going to have to really be persuasive and let Congress know that there really are a lot of blind people out there who rely on you know program A or service B to to be independent in their homes and have access to information um, work independently whatever the to get from place to place with transportation, mm-hmm. all of those things. And put those in potential. terms of, and here is why. You know, mm-hmm. not just it's good, it's great, and it, this That's is wonderful. Right. But this is, you know, this I, is how it impacts me and right. makes it possible right. for me to be That's right. independent and a tax-paying citizen in my community. Right. Those kind of stories. And are here are the really dollar, important. and here are the dollar, the, the dollar things that, that, that back up what I say. Yeah. You know exactly. So, and so I think we can do that. Absolutely, more to come, and yep. I will. You know, I'm sure be back in 2017 oh, yes. to talk more with your listeners about things going on in ACB and things we need their help with. And yep. that's part of why organizations like ACB is so important to the blindness community because we can. It pulls us together. It, it creates our community, and we know what we need to advocate for and how we need to do it, and um, it gives us so much more clout and strength and power as an advocacy group when we can can deliver that message together, and, right. and it's so important. Right, so, and we really need to, we need yeah. to do that and, and work hard together. So this is going to be a, a good, uh, it will be good from the advocacy standpoint in that, you know, it will bring, it, 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 it must bring everyone to, together to, to work for the things that we need to have happen, and um, that well, that will I, help us. That will make us as an organization stronger as well. I think it will, and, and mm-hmm. thank you, Carla, for the yeah. opportunity to kind well, of wind down. Appreciate it very much. With you and your listeners, and yes. I want to wish everyone, uh, you know, just a wonderful holiday and a very successful prosperous 2017. Page three. We're visiting with hopefully most of the chapters of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and giving them an opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and tell you how to get in contact with their chapter and find out more about them. First with me today is Jerry Slusher. She's from the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind. Jerry, you're the secretary of NKCB, and you're also the newly elected second vice president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. So welcome to Sound Prince. Oh, thank you very much, Carla, and thank you for asking me to be on the show today. Tell me about your Christmas party. You had a, a great party in a brand-new location, so tell us about that. Yes, we certainly did. Uh, my husband, Cisco, and I bought a new home in uh, Covington, Kentucky at 21 East 26th Street. And we had a our Christmas party here to kind of give us a grand opening of our new home. <laughs> and we had about 10 
persons in attendance plus a little baby, so actually we had 11 people. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> and, of course, the little baby had a good time. He wanted to get at the Christmas tree, and we wouldn't let him do it, but he <laughs> still had a good time anyway. Well, that's good. That's good. And, and we had lasagna. We had salad. We had uh, we played Dirty Santa, mm-hmm. and Dirty Santa is that means each person gets a gift, and you open your gift, and if you don't want the gift that you got, you can trade with somebody else. So we did that a couple times, and then everybody at the last time got to keep the gift they got. So. Mm-hmm. How fun. It was a lot of fun. It was like three to six or seven. And mm-hmm. and so. so you'll be having activities in the coming year. You you meet sometimes by conference calls, so people that maybe yes, have transportation we, issues can get there. So tell right. us we when meet you meet. We meet the second Thursday of each month uh, by conference call. Mm-hmm. The number is 605-475-4700, and the passcode to get into the conference is 155619. Okay. Now, Jerry, you were telling me, too, that you have just won a very nice award at work. You work at Cincinnati Association, right? uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. I worked at the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. It used to be called CAB, Cincinnati Association for the Blind. But since they have employed people who are not totally blind but who do have some visual impairments, they changed the name to CABI or C-A-B-B-I. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year they give out an award for the Blind Worker of the Year, and it's the uh, Bradley L. Kaler Award, which Mr. Kaler was a supervisor years ago. Unfortunately, he passed away in 89, and I had the pleasure of working under Brad Kaler for a time when I first went to work there. Mm -hmm. And this award is given in his honor. So each year they elect an employee to get this award, and they go to D.C. Uh, every year for the annual policy-making forum and also for the NIB conference, National Industries for the Blind conference. Mm-hmm. Well, that is really good. We, we certainly congratulate you on, well, thank you on receiving that award. That's, that's really an honor, and we look forward to hearing more about those trips as the year goes on. Oh, yes, and also uh, in conjunction with this award, then I'm in uh, up for the Peter J. Salmon Award, Correct. which mm-hmm. That's I right. don't know who Mr. Salmon was, mm-hmm. but apparently he must have been a good, strong advocate for NIB. And this award is given, not everybody who gets the Worker of the Year Award gets this Peter J. Salmon Award. Right. Now, Dave Perry last year did receive the Peter J. Salmon Award. Wow, terrific. So That's he wonderful. had gotten both the Bradley L. Kaler and the Peter J. Salmon Award. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. Well, Jerry, we are so glad to have talked to you on this uh, little jaunt around Kentucky that we're doing on Sound Prince, <laughs> and I'm sure that uh, you all are looking forward to a new year. And Oh, yes, most definitely. Okay. Looking and forward to many great activities this mm-hmm. coming year. Okay. And let's give your phone number so people can find out more right. about Northern Kentucky. For more information about the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind, you may contact us at 859-781-7369. All right. Thank you very much, and All Merry right. Christmas Thank and Happy New Year. again asking me to be on the show. Next, we're going down to western Kentucky to Owensboro, and we're speaking with Rick Boggess, who's the president of the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired, or SAVVY, as it's commonly known. And we welcome you to Sound Prince, Rick. Well, thank you. 
Rick, tell us about uh, the Savvy Holiday Activities and um, maybe give us a very, very quick little look at next year. Well, we had a real nice party on the, um, uh, I think about this, it was the 13th, no, 14th. Yeah, 13th? 13th of this month, and we had 22 uh, members and 14 guests, including Carla and Patty from GLCB. So, It was uh, a wonderful party, Rick. That food was fantastic. <laughs> We had uh, lots of nice uh, food, had ham and potato casserole and salad and uh, mm -hmm. uh, desserts. And, and Bertie Coleman's green beans, don't forget those. And Bertie Coleman's green beans, exactly. <laughs> the world-famous Bertie Coleman green beans. That's right. They were good. That's right. That's and, uh, and we had lots of fun, uh, played the game and had lots of door prizes and yep. just had a good time. Had a wonderful time. Savvy has just done lots and lots of things this this last year and I'm sure that in the new year you have many other things planned coming up and uh, looking forward to seeing some new members coming into Savvy in, in next year. Well hopefully. this has been a, this has been a big year uh, we've we, of course we've increased our membership some we currently have 27 members and uh, and we have uh, had lots of activities uh, we secured our 501c3 status, obtained it this year. So it's been a busy year for us, and uh, in the coming year, we hope to continue to have lots of speakers and uh, possibly do a couple of, uh, maybe a Braille class, uh, maybe work on some technology. We uh, are hoping to do a, uh, begin a bowling activity. Uh, shortly after the first of the year, so so we'll, we'll we hope to be pretty busy this coming year. Now, Rick, you meet the second Tuesday of each month. We meet the second Tuesday from one to three. Uh, uh, sometimes food will dictate a change in schedule, but that's about <laughs> the only thing that changes our schedule. Most months we meet from one to three at Wing Avenue Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and well, they've graciously uh, given us a nice space to meet and and uh, it, it allows for a good atmosphere. In fact, we tried meeting someplace else at one point, and a lot of our members wanted to go back there. So, Oh, yeah. It's a great place to meet. It's very, very, very nice, very comfortable, and very convenient. So so, so we, uh, as I say, we, we've, been, we've been quite busy and hope maybe to step things up a little bit in the, in, in the coming year. Okay, um, so how can they reach you? How can people reach you for more information on SEVI? Uh, for more information, they can call us at 270-684-4418 or at Owensboro at Kentucky-ACB.org. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we wish you all the best in the new year, and I know that you all also send out holiday greetings to everyone. So, Oh, yeah. Happy, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all. And now I'm speaking with Bill Wright. He's the president of the Tri-State Library Users, which is a special interest affiliate of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Bill is in Louisville, and we're going to chat for just a second about Tri-State. So welcome, Bill. Well, thank you for having me. wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
Tri-State has had uh, several different types of things this past year. Um, sometimes uh, the chapter has in-person dinner meetings, and sometimes we have conference calls on interesting topics like uh, copywriting or maybe an author. Um, so in the coming year, we have our first meeting planned in January. Uh, yes, uh, we plan to meet on Tuesday, January the 17th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Clifton's Pizza on Grantford Avenue. Okay, and if a person is out in the state and they can't come to the in-person meetings, they can certainly participate in the conference call meetings, which happen every other month, right? Uh, yes, they, they are welcome. Uh, we've had people from all the states when, when we've had a uh, topic, um, you know, in, interesting topic, and mm -hmm. I hope that will continue to happen uh, this upcoming year. Oh, yes. So if people want to know more about the Tri-State Library users, how can they reach you? Uh, they can call me at uh, area code 502 or they can email me at bww0912 at gmail.com. bww0912 at gmail.com. Okay, well, we appreciate it very much and look forward to a great 2017 with the Tri-State Library users. I hope to see everybody Tuesday, January the 17th at Clifton Pizza. Everybody's welcome. Now I'm visiting with Frank Campbell. Frank is the Vice President of the Eastern Kentucky Christian Council of the Blind. He's up in the mountains in Breathitt County. Welcome, Frank, to Sound Prince. Thank you very much, Carla. Appreciate you having me. Frank, Eastern Kentucky has had a Christmas party. It's its annual Christmas party in Hazard at the Ponderosa. And tell us about that. Oh, yeah, it turned out real well. We had about 13 people show up, and everybody seemed to have a good time. We partied from about 1 o'clock till 2.45 in the, in, in the p.m., and uh, <laughs> everybody seemed to have a good time. And we had a real nice day for it, too. We got a real real break in the weather. Oh, that's real, good. Real good break in the weather. Mm -hmm. And it turned out real nice, good good turnout, and everybody seemed to have a good time. And recently we've gotten a new member to our organization. Her name is Edna King, and she's been diagnosed with uh, RP. Mm -hmm. And she can still, she's 78 years old, and she can still drive a car, but she's kind of looking into the uh, future. Mm -hmm. And right now she wants to learn more about how we do things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, you sometimes don't get to meet in the wintertime because of the weather, but when the spring thaw comes along, you then are um, sometimes able to hold meetings in Breathitt County and Jackson? Oh, yeah. we uh, Our next meeting right now is going to probably be in March because we usually... Uh, uh, Try to stay away from January and February because of the weather conditions and the roads down here can be kind of rough in the wintertime. You know, your your old country roads can be hard to, to get around in. You aren't kidding. Especially in January and February. So we just kind of, we usually have a, a meeting like every two months, and uh, we'll probably have one in March, then May, 
and the one in May, we might be planning our picnic for uh, probably July or August one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, what we usually do, we get together about every two months, and we just go over the latest uh, gossip through the blind grapevine and everything else, you know. <laughs> Frank, would you gossip? <laughs> oh, uh, not that much. No. No, 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 actually what it is, we get updated on things with the uh, radio eye and mm-hmm. different things being done to uh, for blind people, especially with the uh, with the RP. Mm-hmm. There's being a, 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 a lot done. They're coming up with new ways to get people that's got RP with sight back. Mm-hmm. We talk about some of the things that have been set on sound prints, like the uh, driverless car. And I read that article this 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 morning, by the way. Oh, okay. About the uh, driverless car. That is, that's and amazing, isn't it? It sure is. In uh, Austin, Texas, that was. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's so many new things that, that are coming out and, and things that are just happening that make life different today, even than it was 20 years ago. So Absolutely. It's, and while it may not touch all of us directly, at, at, at some point it will get to us. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if I want to. I'd be a little <laughs> nervous driving in a car by myself like that. But Especially down Highway 15. Oh, you're not kidding. Four seventy six is even worse. That's where I live at. Yeah. And I live up in a in a in a, in, in a holler too. You know, yeah. off the highway there. Yeah, that might have a little hard time being mapped by the GPS. So. Yeah, see, old fifteen. See, the uh, fifteen that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. the the one where you would go to Charlie Jones's store and get off the bus. Right. That's now four seventy six now. Oh, okay, different number. That's okay. a different number, uh-huh. and we have a, a new fifteen, mm-hmm. which goes up from Jackson. Up, it goes from Campton, I believe it's Campton, up to Weisberg. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's that's, and it's a nice road. I mean, and it cuts it off a lot of those miles it used to spend. Oh, it sure traveling. does. Yeah, yeah. Well, Frank, we just wish Eastern Kentucky Council of the Blind, Christian Council of the Blind all the best in the new year, and I know you all send out holiday wishes to everyone. And um, Absolutely. Really looking forward to a, to a great 2017 for EKCCB. Amen. I'm all for that. I've got Bill Dethridge on the phone. He's with Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana. And, yes, that's a new name for the organization. Welcome, Bill. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Uh, yes, it is a new name. Uh, we decided that it would be more inclusive because there are people who live in Indiana so close to us, and uh, they you know, also have issues sometimes, and they want to be a part of our group, and we thought that that would help to make them feel more included mm-hmm. because guide dog issues just don't start, just don't stop at the river. So yeah. usually the uh, last... Uh, or not the last Monday, the fourth Monday, fourth Monday of every uh, month. Uh, at 7 p.m. sometimes we do have a fifth Monday, and that yes. has been a little confusing, but no, yes. it's fourth Monday. Well, Bill, let's give the phone number for the conference call. Um, we use the standard KCB line that we use for a lot of meetings. Six zero five four seven five six zero zero six, And the code for this number is really easy. It's just 294. Four 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 four. So um, 
you said it was the fourth Monday of the month at 7 p.m., and we hope everyone will call in for the first GDUKI meeting of 2017. Yes, we do, and I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Now I have Matt Selm on the phone. Matt is the new president of KCB Next Generation, and we're going to visit with him for a little bit here on Sound Prince. So welcome, Matt. Thank you, Carla. Well, uh, in the upcoming year, although we are in the beginning stages of things, we are uh, planning a trying to have an educational session with Lyft and Uber drivers. Oh, that'll be about, good. Uh, blindness awareness and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we are uh, going to be hosting a council-wide picnic in uh, June. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was canceled last year due to inclement weather. It was. Uh, it was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. And then uh, also we're in the really beginning stages of some some other project that I don't really want to mm-hmm. talk about publicly yet right. until we get more P's and Q's lined up. So, right, right. Uh, but if, if people want to reach us, you know, we are on facebook at uh kcb next generation is the group page there's a public page and a private page as well that people can ask to join mm-hmm. and okay. um you know of course everyone is also welcome to email us at the email address which is next generation at kentucky-acb.org second sunday of uh, every month at 8 p.m uh, we have our monthly meeting. Yeah, m- most definitely, all are all are welcome. All are definitely welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Matt, we certainly wish you all a happy new year and a merry Christmas. And and uh, for the people out there who don't know, in in Sound Prince Land, uh, Matt and Amanda just had a cute little baby girl named Charlotte, and she is wonderful, Matt. So congratulations. Thank you. She's a handful. And, <laughs> and not spoiled at all. <laughs> well, again, Matt, congratulations on being the new president of Next Generation, and we're really looking forward to great things from the affiliate this next this next year. Happy New Year. Uh, I, I am, too, and I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, yeah. and uh, Happy New Year. All no, right. another, one, another one comes around already. Now I'm talking with Debbie Dethridge, who is the president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and also is finishing up her second term as president of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. And welcome, Debbie. I'm glad you're wearing two hats. And we're pretty soon going to be learning to say 2017, aren't we? We are. I can't believe it. I can't either. Well, KCB and GLCB have both had a really good 2016, I think. And so um, maybe just... Tell us a little bit about what's been good, the the couple of highlights, and where we're going in 2017. Well, with uh, GLCB, we've had uh, our uh, Friday uh, night activities roundabouts have been really successful. We've had several where we've had uh, 40 or more people, and our quarterly meetings have had great attendance um, of probably around 40 people there or so. And with KZB, you know, continue what we're doing, working on more advocacy issues 
and it's there's always something going on coming up. Yes, always is, and um, we'll be continuing our newsletters in uh, 2017. We were able in 2016 to get out newsletters just about every month, which was the first time in a long time we'd been able to do that, in addition to putting sound prints out every week. So it, it's been a really good year for communicating with people out there and letting them know what's going on. If people are interested in coming to Roundabout, getting to know more about what's going on in the Louisville area, um, they can contact us on the KCB line or if they're out in the state and they'd like to know more about the Kentucky Council of the Blind and what may be in their areas or what might be of interest to them, they can call the KCB number as well. That number is 502-895-4598. Right, and we also have a new uh, KCB email address, relatively new. It's been in effect throughout 2016. That's KCB at kentucky-acb.org and they can always write to us at that address by email and get more information about us as well. So it's, uh, well Debbie, we, it's, it's been a great year. We're looking forward to more wonderful things and congratulations on being the new president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Thank you. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.